today on CityCast Denver. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for being here in person. For those of you watching on Aurora TV right now on our website or on YouTube, uh, we're here today to discuss a uh, change in leadership. Colorado's third largest city fired its police chief last week. Uh, you're going to hear from Aurora City Manager Jim Twombly first, followed by Mayor Mike Com uh, Kaufman. They'll both make some brief remarks. It's not a great look for a police department that already looked pretty bad, especially after the killing of Elijah McClain in 2019. They've got a long history of racial bias and excessive use of force, and it's so bad that the state attorney general has put the department on notice. Last summer, we heard loudly and clearly the people of Colorado expect more from law enforcement. When police chief Vanessa Wilson took over in 2020, she promised to rebuild trust with the community. But last week, Aurora City Manager Jim Twombly said she spent too much time on community outreach and not enough time building trust with the police officers. And then he fired her. Regular host Bree Davies breaks this whole saga down with Kara Mason, the managing editor for Aurora's top newspaper, The Sentinel, Colorado. Today is Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. I'm Alexandra McMahon, and this is CityCast Denver. Well, let me know when you're recording. Are you good to go? I'm good to go. Is it sound okay? Like, I'm not going to have, like, it, I'm sitting kind of by a window. I, it should be okay? Yeah, I'm not picking up anything other than you, so it sounds okay. good. Is that sound good? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Cool. Okay. Kara Mason, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I would love to start with what in the heck happened on Wednesday, April 6th? Sure, yeah. So we started out the day pretty normal <laughs> until we got an email um, that confirmed that Jim Twombly had fired police chief Vanessa Wilson. Um, it was an email sent to the entire department basically saying that there would be a change in leadership and that the uh, one of the division chiefs would be stepping up as interim. Chief Wilson prioritized community involvement this is something we all recognize as a strength of hers. However, there's more to being chief, and, and that involves management of the, the police department. So, yeah, that was the beginning of a, of a big day of shakeups. I would just like to pay, I mean, you've been following this story for quite a while, but for someone who maybe is walking into this for the first time, what kind of a police chief was Vanessa Wilson? Like, what were her priorities over the two years that she was in this position? Yeah, so um, she came into this position kind of at an interesting time. I think a lot of people would have described the department as turbulent. There was a lot going on. She had told us before officially taking that position that one of her big priorities would be reform and accountability and, and those sorts of things. And she said to us in, in one interview that that this wouldn't happen overnight, that she was going to need some time to implement a lot of these changes. We heard a lot about people concerned with the culture of the department. And I think she acknowledged that and um, that, that was a, a top priority for her. I think something else that's interesting is sort of the climate that she was coming into this position, right? Like uh, she took over in 2020 after uh, Elijah McClain was killed and uh, the Black Lives Matter movement was really, you know, growing and heating up again. And 
Um, I know that that was a, a sort of a cornerstone of her work, right, was pushing for police reform. Can you talk a little bit about just sort of her stance on that or, or where she was in that bigger picture? You know, one of the, the photos that always comes up when you look at any of our content is her meeting with activists, uh, particularly during those days where protests were were happening quite often. And, you know, there were just a lot of community meetings at that time, and aside from the protests. And so there were a lot of conversations being had. And there's a couple of photos of her, you know, really kind of in the thick of it, talking to activists and community members. And so that community involvement was something that was really important to her. Um, and that's kind of a theme that we saw over and over again. One of the things that she told us when she first became chief was that she believed that the police treatment of non-white people was a systemic problem and it warranted change. So she was very upfront about um, those problems and how the community perceived the police department. I also, you know, it's with the job that she had, she's working on behalf of the community, but she's also representing and managing a police force. So did it seem like she was well received by the department among the officers themselves? It kind of depends on who you ask. When she was first appointed to this position, she had the backing of both police unions in Aurora. Um, they endorsed her for this. She was approved with 10 votes on the city council out of 11. So she she did have a lot of support within the department and within the city council and, and city management. However, that started to shift when we saw these votes of no confidence last year. I think it was last year. or It might have been early this year. But that sort of signaled a shift in 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 who backed her for chief. There's just been just kind of just like this notable shift given like where the police union stand and these votes of no confidence and just feeling like there's a problem in the department. And that was one of the things that Twombly cited this week is that that there needed to be more of an emphasis on relations within the police department. But also, I think something interesting about this story is that uh, as shocking as it was that she was fired, it didn't come out of nowhere. Like there had been rumblings for weeks that this like conservative leaning Aurora City Council, at least the majority members and other city officials were actually trying to oust Chief Wilson. Um, Can you tell me about that part? Sure, yeah. I think this really starts with campaigning this last year. And there were conservative city council members who were, you know, running on the fact that they wanted to improve a public safety within the city. And that came down to, you know, building up the police department because these council members felt and had said that they were told by police officers that they didn't feel supported in their roles. And so that became kind of a cornerstone of of municipal politics here for a while. And that that really all came to a head when Councilwoman Danielle Jurinsky was on a local conservative talk show and she called Chief Vanessa Wilson trash and there was a whole conversation about what she believed needed to happen within the police department and then that that you know 
Vanessa should should not be in that role and neither should Deputy Chief Darren Parker. Um, and so that kind of all bubbled over into a, a censure attempt by another city council member. There were some closed door meetings uh, about that censure. And now we're we're kind of waiting to, to hear if there's going to be a counter censure. But it really stemmed from this belief that there should be a leadership change in the police department. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade. Hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. There's so many moving parts, I feel like, to this story, but there's also um, some interesting dots that that you and the rest of the Sentinel team connected here with this audit um, of the, was it an audit of the police department? There was an audit that was made public this week, and it was an audit of the records keeping in the Aurora Police Department. And there are kind of two sides of this. There's the the records that journalists are requesting all the time that the public is requesting. And for a long time, we've known that there's a huge backlog of those requests. If you send a request to the police department right now, you'll get an automatic email back that says, um, sorry, we have a total backlog. It's probably going to be about 12 weeks. I had um, some concerns uh, about her leadership, but, but I'll say this, that my concerns never rose to a level of saying that we ought to replace the police chief. However, this report about the critical role of records and uh, the lack of leadership in making sure that that process worked effectively, I think compromised the public safety of our city. And um, I think that was and is a, a monumental failure of leadership. Um, so we were all kind of aware of that. And this report took on that records problem in a, in a different way this week and, and talks about basically the review of these cases in the records department. And that dropped a day before the police chief was fired. How much time did you give her to fix the problems in the records department that you pointed out this morning? Well, she's been the chief. She was the chief for two years and three months. And you found out when about the records was it that you said? March, March 18th. March 18th. So that means you gave her two weeks to fix all the records problems? That's not what I'm saying. What are you saying? I, she wasn't fired because of the records problem. Why was she fired? I've, I've, I said that in my opening statement. Though, you know, I think it, everybody saw that and, and kind of wondered about the timing. Something else interesting at this uh, at the crux of this audit situation is uh, the gentleman who conducted it, Ed Clotten. What can you tell me about him? Um, we could tell you that he was a police officer. 
We could tell you that he's very active on LinkedIn and very opinionated on LinkedIn. We could tell you that he, <laughs> that, that he's worked with several municipalities. One of the things that stood out to us is that he worked with the Milwaukee Police Department on a similar issue. And Milwaukee actually had a problem with his social media post. He was posting in support of their police chief. And the union ended up coming back and saying, hey, we think this guy is compromised. He's posting opinions on social media, and we just don't think that he is as objective as we would like him to be. And uh, if you look at his LinkedIn, it's it's pretty clear where he stands on a, a whole lot of issues. Um, so that, you know, that was one of the questions that we had is, is, is this guy objective enough to author and a author a report for the city of Aurora. And um, I asked that this week to Jim Twombly and he said that there, you know, the city didn't have a litmus test for politics when it came to consultants. Uh, so he was not aware of any of these social media posts and they range from vaccines to abortion to how police policies are affecting, how he believes they're affecting different departments across the country. And so Twombly said that he wasn't aware of any of that until we had brought it up in in our story. (laughs) Which is wild to me because it's like, maybe Google the person (laughs) you're hiring to do this really important work, because this is public information, you know what I mean, that you as reporters found. It's out there in the world. Um, Based on his social media posts, do you know where he stands on the issue of police reform? Because that's really at the heart of what Chief Wilson was working on. Yeah, I mean, he he has made comments about certain policies that the New York Police Department has made, saying specifically that what was happening was shameful and that you know, New York City, because of its policies, were back to blight and crime. Um, and so they're, they're, they're very, they're very forward. <laughs> sure, sure. And one thing I wanted to ask you about in regards to community response to Chief Wilson's firing, um, Elijah McLean's mother has spoken out. And um, can you talk a little bit about her stance or what, what she has shared about the firing of the police chief? Yeah. Um, so Shanine McLean, Elijah's mother, said that this was about doing the right thing. And uh, she has become very familiar with the police department. She's had several conversations with Chief Wilson. And so I think for for her and a lot of people in uh, in a similar situation are maybe a little bit uncertain and and what's next is a big question mark for them and and what that means for what they've been working so hard for in terms of reform. Um, So she was clearly disappointed at this because it seems that what Chief Wilson has accomplished in her last couple of years has been very meaningful to activists and community members and leaders. I mean, even Congressman Jason Crow said that this was a big setback for reform efforts within the police department. So I I think you just have a lot of uncertainty at the moment, whether it be from people who have, you know, who have a direct relation to the police department and their policies, or whether they are, you know, watching from the outside, hoping for change. It's just a, a lot of the same things that we're hearing is, I don't know what's next. I don't know what to expect. And those those are just really big unanswered questions at this point. Well, Kara, thank you so much. I really, I want folks to know the Aurora Sentinel has a 
very small but mighty team. So the fact that you guys have been on this story from the beginning, laying it out, um, has been so helpful for us following it elsewhere. So thank you so much. Thank you. Bree spoke to Kara Mason last week after news broke that Chief Vanessa Wilson was out. Wilson was relatively quiet at first, but then, yesterday, a community rally was held mere steps from the Aurora Police Department headquarters, and Wilson was in attendance. I can tell you it is a day of solace. I know lives have not been lost, but the flag should be hanging low. Community leaders and activists like Maisha Fields, who was just speaking there, expressed concern and outrage over the chief's firing. It's a setback for justice, and it puts black and brown people of color on the table. The table for what? The table for more injustice. Wilson also received support from some law enforcement members. Sergeant Paul Poole read a statement from an anonymous APD officer who described a culture of silence and discrimination within the department. During my time in APD, I have been passed over for things that I have seen less qualified white males get with little to no effort. I am worried about my quality of life, my standing within the department, my voice, and most importantly, the community. And you should be worried too. Finally, about an hour into the rally slash press conference, Chief Vanessa Wilson stepped up to the podium. Here's what she said. And although uh, these fine men and women behind me have given me accolades, which um, I, I feel in my heart and I hear you and I appreciate you, but it's not about me. It's about making sure that we have leaders in police departments, in this city, in this state, and across the country that are willing to stand up to the unions, that are willing to stand up to people that are doing it wrong, and are willing to fire officers that are doing it wrong. And I'm not talking about a mistake of directives. I'm not talking about failing to fill out a piece of paper. I'm talking about abusing individuals. I'm talking about lying in police reports. I'm talking about criminal behavior. It cannot and will not and should not be in that building. Yes. yes. And what I'm saying to all of you is that what I did was not popular. I understand that. Leadership is not a popularity contest. That's right. And the vast majority of the officers of the Aurora Police Department embraced the changes that are coming. Better training, better equipment, better support in implementing directives that, that show best practices. So please still believe in those men and women because they're out there doing it for you right now selflessly. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. It's my best Brie impression. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah.